Welcome to the podcast of Azel Christian Church. We are a Disciples of Christ church community in Azel, Texas. We invite everyone to be who you are with us, the doubting, the believing, the wondering, and everything in between. On this podcast, you'll hear our pastor, Reverend Russell Clark, preach on how the expansive and generative love of God is seen through Jesus, the prophets, the early church, and the faith forebearers, and how this love helps us care for the world more deeply and faithfully. Sometimes it's messy and tough, but it is good news, and it is for you. Waiting. Waiting is not easy. Waiting for pain to find relief. Waiting for a loved one to come home. Waiting for our busy schedules to calm down. Waiting for our confusing world to make sense. Waiting to find God and understand why in the world we had to go through that hell. Waiting for children to grow up. Waiting for someone on their deathbed to go home to be with Jesus. Waiting to be able to have children. Waiting for a baby to be born. It's no coincidence that the Apostle Paul compares our present suffering to childbirth. He says in Romans 8.22, We know that in the whole creation has been groaning, as in the pains of childbirth, right up to the present time. The whole creation has been groaning, just like that book, screaming in pain, waiting for the Messiah, waiting for the Anointed One, waiting for the Savior, waiting for someone to set us free, from this heaping pile of crap we're in, waiting for freedom. In the story of the birth of Jesus and Luke, the angel of the Lord appears to the Virgin Mary, and the first thing that the angel says to Mary is, do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. This phrase, do not be afraid, is very common. When the angel appeared to the shepherds to tell them about the arrival of the Messiah, the greeting was the same, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid or do not fear is said in the Bible over a hundred times. As children, maybe some of you were taught the phrase, fear God. You know, I always found this phrase to be very confusing. Why would I fear God? God is supposed to be loving and kind and wants to be our friend. This never made sense to me. Then I learned that fear meant reverence, to stand in awe of God. But this is often our reaction to being in the Lord's presence, to fear. I mean, imagine... If you were in the presence of God or an angel, you'd be afraid at first, right? You'd be shocked and taken aback. Whoa, who is that? You'd certainly fear God if God showed up to tell you something. But God's word to us is not, fear me, no, it's do not be afraid, do not fear. To stand in the Lord's presence is to fear God, but to see God is to no longer be afraid, to be without fear. It's interesting to compare the beginning of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Luke is the only one who tells the story of the birth of Jesus. Matthew starts out with the genealogy of Jesus, showing where Jesus came from. Mark, which is considered to be the oldest Gospel, starts out with the prophecy of Isaiah foretelling that this day would come of the arrival of the Messiah in Jesus. Mark is the, back in my day, Isaiah walked through 20 miles of snow Gospel. And then John tells a more abstract, metaphorical, bigger picture of the arrival of the Word. The Word is Jesus. Jesus is God's Word to us. And this Word shows us God's glory and connects us to truth. John is considered to be the storytelling gospel or God's love letter. 
John would love hanging of the greens this morning um, because everything the kids put up to dis- display something symbolizes something about this season and the arrival of the Christ child. All of the ornaments on the tree and the banners and the advent wreath and the pictures, they connect us to the bigger story of why we are here. So let's look at this advent wreath, for example. The evergreen wreath symbolizes eternal life, and it's in this circle because it's never-ending. And the purple candle, the candles symbolize Christ the hope, Christ the peace, and Christ the love. The color purple represents royal or wisdom, royalty or wisdom. The pink candle represents Christ the joy, and the color pink represents compassion or romance. And the white candle is the Christ candle, and white symbolizes purity. There's so much to look at and too much to talk about in one sermon, but everything represents something. Everything connects us to this gospel story. Four different gospels telling the story of the birth or the beginning and the life and the death of Jesus Christ in different ways that speak to us into all our different personalities and our diverse ways of interpreting this truth. Gospel means good news. This is God's news, God's word, whether it's genealogy, prophecy, metaphors, or stories that speak to you, it's news, and it's good. The news we have been waiting for has arrived in Jesus. We are entering the season of Advent. Advent means the arrival of something important. Note that we are not in the season of Christmas. Christmas is not until December 25th. Christmas season is December 25th through January 5th, the 12 days of Christmas. Advent is the season of waiting for Christmas, waiting for the arrival of the Christ child, waiting for this Messiah, this good news, God's love letter to us, waiting for it to be written. Jesse, our superb worship minister, she said to me this past week, she said, why is it? that we are so anxious this time of year and put so much pressure on making everything perfect. Isn't this season supposed to be a time of joy and excitement and enthusiasm? So just, just ask Shannon, she's not here this morning, but ask Shannon what I was like when it was time for Kennedy to be born. I mean, I was full of joy and excitement and definitely enthusiasm, but what Shannon saw was anxiousness and fear. I was rushing to make sure that we had everything packed, that we needed for the arrival of our first child. I had to get the pack packed and go down the checklist from my dad book of what I needed to get. And Shannon, who was literally preparing to have birth, was the one calming me down. He said, I know you're anxious, but drive safe to get us to the hospital, honey. And I said, I can't. We got to get you to the hospital. The baby is coming. <laughs> the excitement of waiting for something special is naturally accompanied with fear and anxiety and wanting everything to be perfect. You know, the strategy of Netflix has been to release an entire season at once. They release all eight or 10 or 12 hour long episodes so you can binge watch every episode at once if you want. It's this instant gratification without having to wait until you're done with that season and then you have to wait forever for the next season. But when Disney Plus released its brand new Star Wars show, The Mandalorian, they had a completely different strategy. Brandon will like that I talked about Star Wars two weeks in a row. (laughs) They had 30-minute episodes that were released once a week. Why? 
because these shorter episodes left people wanting more. It got people talking about each episode. It built this anticipation for what was coming next. It enticed this excitement and enthusiasm. Waiting made fans anxious and wanting everything to be perfect, but it also built excitement and enthusiasm. Enthusiasm in Greek is entheos, which means inspired or filled with the divine. Enthusiasm is literally being filled with the spirit. So in this sense, the season of Advent is being filled with a spirit that prepares the way for the arrival of this baby. We scream as in pains of childbirth as we await for God's good word to come to life. But in the meantime, we are enthusiastically filled with the divine in anticipation. So to answer you, Jesse, I guess it's both. We are naturally anxious and fearful in the presence of God, and we wait with groaning and screaming, and we are enthusiastic and excited and joyful because we know what's going to arrive. Uh, Wednesday evening, after our dinner and Bible study, uh, Kennedy spotted a huge bag of candy in our office area. What's this for, Kennedy asked Beverly. Oh, it's just left over from Trunk or Treat. Could I have it for my school project? Sure, if it's okay with your dad. And as soon as we get to the car with this bag of candy, Reagan asks if she can have one. Before I could even respond, Kennedy says, oh great, now I have to listen to Reagan scream all the way home because daddy is going to say no. (laughs) I just started laughing because in our Bible study Wednesday evening, right before this, we were talking about Jesus coming to the earth as a baby so we would know that he knew what it was like to be a child and to have all the experiences of being a child, to be fully human, so we would know God fully knows us and everything that we go through. I started laughing because I'm about to experience these screams of a child, and it's about to test my patience to understand what she is going through at that moment. And Kennedy was right. I said, no, Reagan, you didn't eat your dinner, and you already had a cookie, and it's almost bedtime, so you could not have candy. But Daddy, please, please, Daddy, I want it. I want it now. Please, Daddy, please, please, Daddy. Screaming and crying. And Kennedy is smart enough to put in her headphones in and blast her music. And I try to explain to Reagan that she has to wait until tomorrow because now is not the time for candy. As soon as we get home, it's going to be time for bed. But can I have a sandwich when I get home? Because now I'm hungry. Because she didn't eat her dinner at church. I said, okay, fine. And then I started thinking about having the same conversation with God. God, can you please make the Messiah come now? Please, God, please. We need help now. We need it. Please. Please, God. You know, waiting the next day for dessert seems like nothing in comparing to waiting for the Messiah. Reagan didn't know it at the time, but I knew that I was doing what was best for her. I knew I could handle her screams because she would get what she wanted when it was time. I could be a strong parent and let her scream it out because waiting was important. She was anxious, but when the time was right, she will be joyful. And God knows when it is time to give us what we need. And God knows what it's like to be that screaming child wanting to have it now. The hope of the Christ child and the joy of Christmas means something to us because we've seen it before. We know that the joy of Christmas and what it feels like. We know all the waiting and the anticipation and the anxiousness is worth it 
because we've experienced it before. We know it will arrive at the right time. All our family will be together. The house will be decorated. The table will be finally set. The presents will be underneath the tree and we'll be singing Silent Night with our church family. God has come through for us before and we're anxious with anticipation because we're waiting for God to come through for us again. We're waiting for the arrival of something important. When Mary learned that she was to be with child before she was married and to give birth to the Son of God, you bet she was anxious and afraid. You bet she had questions and concerns. But to be in the presence of the Lord, she knew it was worth it. She knew it was right. She had faith that God had come through for her before and God will come through for her again. She had hope. And she said to the angel, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. And so we wait for the Son of God, God's love letter to arrive, waiting for the hope of all humanity, waiting for the Savior of our sins, waiting for resurrection to come for all of us, waiting for the presence of the Lord to calm our fears, waiting and knowing that God will come through for us. The waiting will be worth it. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Azel Christian Church podcast. Azel Christian Church exists to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ through meaningful liturgy during worship, a public witness through outreach in the community, the nurturing of the spiritual life of every age group, and the witness of each member through discipleship, baptism, and the sharing of resources. To support this podcast and the ministries of Azel Christian Church, visit azelchristianchurch.org. Here you can contribute through giving online or find our Venmo information. If you're looking for a church or simply want to talk to one of our ministers, contact us through our website and we will be in touch. Talk to you soon.